Hi, Jan. We last met after you had had your second dose of chemotherapy. It was the day after. And you were kind of braced and waiting for the, the horrible side effects. How has it been? Yeah, it's that sort of moment when you know in the next couple of days when the steroids will wear off that, you know, you're, you're just going to feel, you know, grisly. But actually, having said that, although I did feel poorly um, and I had friends around, uh, you know, on the duty part of the, the plan. Yes, what was that called, Jans? Ja- oh, and Moore's Marauders. Moore's Marauders, yes. Brilliant. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Moore's Marauders. But, I mean, that was really helpful. I had a friend around in the afternoon and and on the Saturday afternoon and, and on the Sunday, and that was really good. But I actually didn't feel as bad as I had done at the end of the first chemo. Whether it was because I was better prepared, I certainly hit the tummy problem really fast, I have to say. But you were prepared but for it But I was this prepared time. for that, <laughs> and that, that had caused me you know, more difficulties in the first round, so that was a good thing. Yeah, and I just felt the normal sort of lethargy and fluey and a bit wobbly and occasionally having to go and, and, you know, lay down in a dark room for a bit, but not quite the extent. And I think it was probably because I thought, okay, this is how it's going to be. And I seemed to get through that. Um, you know, fairly unscathed, really, which was which was a good thing. Good. What I did find, because now I'm just in the week three of of this cycle of of keep for chemo too, is that last week, particularly over the weekend, I think perhaps because I'm out of kilter with what I would normally be going and doing and and the social aspect of things, that I just found that I sat about a great deal. A friend called round and, and my cousin phoned and, you know, that it, that was all very good. But I just thought I found that I'd sort of sat and realised most of the afternoon had gone past. But do you and know what? That's all right once it, in a while. I think it is. And that's what everybody said. Yeah. And it doesn't work with me. But, you know, and I thought, OK, I'm, I'm going to go to this. And, and actually, I might even go to Evensong in the cathedral on Sunday evening. And I just thought, I really can't be doing with this. But having said that, having got through last week with that sort of lethargy and and having to tell myself this is actually okay, by the time I got to the Sunday evening and we're Tuesday today, so yesterday, I'm actually fine and I took my mum out yesterday and I've eaten and I've cooked and I've done all that, even on the days when I've thought, really can't be bothered but I haven't lost the appetite in the way that I did in in cycle one so I think all in all the cycle two has been a better situation for me and whether it is just because I've decided okay this is how it is just give into it and and do what you need to do maybe that's it but I think you know it has been great to have family phoning and 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 friends calling I think that's in. a big thing actually it's isn't a huge it? thing because I I mean I'm on my own and and you can just I mean I've got up every morning and got dressed and I know when I go to the oncologist this Thursday it'll be one of the things he asks me um you know about a about you, you know, the side effects your digestive system have you managed all of that 
But also the big question he asked last time were, were there any days when you didn't get up and get dressed? And Mm -hmm. there haven't been any days like that on this cycle. Maybe it helps if you know that people are coming around and you're looking forward to that as well. I think so. That's impetus to get up. Yes, and I've got stuff on the calendar. I mean, this week is a good week. I mean, I went shopping this morning to the supermarket and, you know, it's a perfectly normal week and I feel perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, last week I went into the primary school where I'm chair of governor's on the Friday morning, they had a training day, so I went to a bit of that and had a meeting with the head, and that was fine. But I just think I don't know. It was just over the weekend when I just thought I could go and do something, and then I thought, actually, no, I can't. <laughs> and probably if somebody else had been here and said, "Come on, Jan, let's go and and have a walk around the block," I would have done it, but I couldn't motivate myself. But then that's all changed, yeah. and now now here I am. But what I did do last week was go to uh, the breast surgeon, and that was really good. I mean, that was Wednesday last week, and, and I drove myself in and parked the car in the multi-storey. You, you felt well enough to do I that I felt well that enough, point. yeah. I was really tired when I got home, mm-hmm. um, not surprisingly, because it's sort of a tiring event. But, you know, I was really pleased to, to catch up with him. This is the halfway point through the the chemo when you go back to the breast unit because they worry they lose track of you Mm. and they're the people who are going to be delivering the next part of your treatment once oncology is finished with you. So that was really good. So he had a look at the the tumour and up with the ultrasound and he said, you know, you probably won't notice much difference yourself because... Obviously, it's small changes within Mm, it, and mm. you can't pick that up by prodding it about. So at least he and I had a conversation about the plan for next. So obviously, chemo 3 is next week, next Tuesday. Chemo 4 will be the second week in November. And then he said we like a sort of four-week gap, obviously, to let everything out of your system. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at doing the operation, the mastectomy, at the end of December. So he will book me in for the end of December. So I haven't got a date, but that doesn't matter at this point. But at least I know what I'm working to. Yes. And for me, once in my brain, um, once I've got the four lots of chemos through, that's the most tough bit for me. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation about reconstruction and, and so on, because initially it was, well, we can't do reconstruction because of this, the skin thing that had had actually brought it all to to light and had taken me to the GP but actually that wasn't what he was saying he was saying we wouldn't do reconstruction straight away we but it would be a possibility to have a discussion later but in honesty I mean I'm 69 in December and I'm thinking I really don't want to go back into Addenbrooke's and have some other sort of you know, operation. And it's, and it's a bit traumatic event as I well, isn't it? I think so. And they're having to, you know, second, second time you? round. He said gives you good shape and, and in a bra with, you know, with with the filling in on the right-hand side, it would give you a good shape because this is holding its shape, this original reconstruction. So I came out of there thinking, that's fine. That's exactly what I want. Just have the operation, get it finished and that's okay, and I can, I can deal with the rest of that. For me, that mm-hmm, work, mm-hmm. that works in it for me. So that was that was really good, and I came out very positive because obviously it's doing its job. And he and I had had this this useful conversation, and in fact, the breast nurse talked to me about they'll provide me with a front fastening bra 
and the inserts to go in. In fact, she asked me what size I was, and I said, <laughs> well, the problem is, because this this is uh, a reconstruction, but it's made up of part of my abdominal tissue, it tends to change its size depending on how my weight goes. <laughs> oh, really? So we had this strange conversation, but to be honest, it really sort of doesn't matter as long as it fits here. But the crucial thing is to get the surgery done. So I feel... Um, although I had this funny weekend when I couldn't get my brain in gear, I feel actually now I've talked about it to friends and so on that this is a really good thing. You know, I've got basically this six-week cycle with two more lots of chemo and then the end of, of December to, to have the mastectomy. Mm-hmm. So that will be really intriguing. And also to see how that will work. But it will be brilliant just to know that the majority of the of the treatment is over and done yeah. with. And this is the really horrible bit as well. Isn't I it? think this is the tough bit. I mean, you know, people who've been through this, and I am meeting people who are going through it a second time, you know, may think very differently because everybody's chemo experience is different. You know, some people suffer work with worse side effects and have those all the way through, and others, you know, don't. But for me, this general feeling of lethargy and so on, I'll be very happy to see the back of. And then, you know, an operation is something that, you know, you've got to recover from, but it's not quite the same. And then there will be radiotherapy in the new year. Oh, there's more? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how much. I mean, they won't know, I think, how much until they know the margins in terms of what they remove. And I know that that can be a bit debilitating, makes you tired. Really? Yeah. What's the difference between... Have you had radiotherapy before? I had radiotherapy last time, and I have to say, it didn't cause me major problems, I think, because I think it paled into insignificance compared with everything else. But I don't know. I mean, it's very specific these days in terms of you know precision where it where it is it goes. like having an x-ray then is they point something at you and fire yes, kind of thing yes i think so but i don't know because i mean it's 18 19 uh-huh. years ago yes. so who knows but i mean the general... but it's not like having drugs pumped into you like no chemo. no 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 you're you're just you're just there in the ra- in the radiotherapy room and it's just very direct it's like the machine if i remember last time the machine is all calibrated for you and they recalibrate it as as there are changes. I think last time I went, he, he said it was like a microwave. It stays ticking away, oh. doing its thing. It's not just sort of done, finished. It okay. it's, carries on for a bit. So I think some people can find that, again, making you quite tired. Yeah. But, you know, my thinking is that's the last stage. That's yes. the finishing off when you're, you know, clearing up anything. And it also feels a bit better if you're having something pointed at you and fired, rather than... <laughs> Rather than sitting there having all this gunk coming it pumped into you psychologically, that feels a little bit easier. I think so, and I think because you've got through the sort of 12 weeks, as it were, of treatment, Mm -hmm. psychologically, you must feel better about just turning up to Adam Brooks for a few sessions that you know, and then off you go. So, you know, that's that's the way I'm I'm looking at it. I mean, you also last week when I saw the breast surgeon. He'd got the results of my PET CT scan, which I'd had done right at the start, and that was all clear. So, um, but he said there is, you can see from the ultrasound that there's some infection in the lymph node on the right hand side. So they could, they could do some work on that, but actually, what we've agreed is that they'll take the lymph node out. out. With, yeah, which when is they're doing what the they mastectomy. usually do mm-hmm. when they when they do the mastectomy. So that's that's normal. 
So I've got an appointment for the lymphedema clinic in the next few weeks. Um, and they will do baseline measurements of, of, I don't know, one arm at least, the right-hand side, so that they can then do a double check if I start to get swelling and things. Although apparently the incidence of lymphedema are much less than they used to be because surgery is much more precise. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all good. So I've been wearing my nifty hats. I went out yes, with my mum yesterday and I had a sort of little purple job with a bow at the back, <laughs> which my mum was most taken with. <laughs> But the wig, the wig's still sitting upstairs, and I haven't, you haven't tried out the wig. I haven't worn her in public. Her, oh, you've named her. I've named her Teresa. <laughs> Why? Oh. Well, because in my strange state on Saturday morning, watching all that parliamentary mm-hmm. nonsense and thinking mm-hmm. I ought to be there dealing with those boys, because that's my <laughs> professional life. <laughs> Um, Theresa May stood up to speak and I thought, blimey, she's wearing my wig. (laughs) And it was just a moment of complete chemo stupidity. I thought, well, but it did look as if she was. So I thought, bless her heart, it's, it's Theresa. So, so it's that style effectively. It is that style because she's, she's got, she's, yes, she often has her hair cut quite short, but it was a bit longer on Saturday. And I thought, yep, she is wearing my wig. (laughs) So I'm afraid, I'm, well, I'm not afraid, I should be wearing Teresa <laughs> with confidence Teresa, Teresa at some the point, Teresa the That's wig. Great. Yeah, well I think you've got to, you've got to sort of make some, you know, some sort of fun out of it. And, you absolutely and do. That's the way it's got to be. So I must get round to actually taking her on outing this week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and feel comfortable. We need photographs, I think, of that. Yes, I think we probably do. <laughs> OK, well, um, and I've got family coming next week. My cousin and his teenage children and his wife are coming next week. They will do photographs. Yeah. So I will probably be in full Teresa next week. Full Teresa. <laughs> Brilliant. I think it's the only thing to do. But I must gain a bit of confidence, actually, in feeling that I'm not going to lose her part way yes through. yes I can imagine that would yeah. be but I think they'll be quite tight fitting won't they yeah they've got a sort of band stretch thing at the back <clears throat> which I really must get to grips with literally mm-hmm. so I think this week now I'm feeling better I think I can I can have a bit of a play with that and yeah you have Kirby grips underneath yeah as well. I could yeah. do and wear it wear it round the house a bit and then walk yeah. around the streets in it a bit. But loads of people wear wigs, so they do. I'm just always amazed and, and I don't know why I'm worried about it and if it slips and looks a bit strange, well then that's just one. Well you can all take your hat with you. Well I what I've tended to do, I went shopping this morning, is that my little beanie number that I'm wearing at the moment, I've got a I've got a lighter weight one and I'd I went up when I went out with my mum yesterday rather, I had this rather fetching nylon thingy pull up pull on thing with a bow at the back which looked quite nice and I thought yeah but if it gets a bit chilly so I'm now taking a backup hat with me a backup hat yeah <laughs> backup beanie yeah I think <laughs> it's got to be done well because I think also if you go in somewhere and it's a bit hot you want to be comfortable so I think you know if you're happy you just say okay I'm going to just go and change hats mm-hmm. and that's the way literally it's going to be brilliant yeah. so you've you've no other appointments now until your next dose of chemo? I've got oncology this Thursday which mm-hmm. is the standard appointment just before you know the chemo when you go and have the uh, bloods taken and and see the oncologist just to check that you're obviously fit enough for the following Tuesday um and then he'll, they'll give me a time for my um chemo on on the Tuesday which will be chemo three yeah 
So I'll be really pleased to be able to say that, okay, chemo three is out of the way. I've only got one more to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can I can plan things. I've got... So I should have been doing a concert next Friday, but I know I'm not going to be well enough. And it's that I think it's that sort of thing that just makes me stop and think that's not. But fair. at least you're not taken out of the equation for three months or something, you no. know, which I think used to happen years ago. Yeah, you, you're still keeping your hand in. You're yeah. Still getting out and oh about. yes, yes. It's I mean, just the odd days that you don't feel too good. That's right. I mean, I went to choir on Thursday. I sing in a small choir and. Um, and I, I thought, well, I won't make it through the whole rehearsal, but actually I did, and it was the best thing ever mm-hmm. because singing is so good for you and I, and it's friends and I felt so positive and I was proper tired when I got home. I mean, sleeping, that's been a problem. I just wake up and I'm so hot and sweaty and I, I'm going to talk to him about that on Thursday, though I think it's normal and you can't do anything yeah. about it. It's probably your body sweating out. Sweating out, out the, yes. the chemical. Yeah. It's just that it's not a lot of fun when it keeps waking you up. No. But then there are menopausal women out there shouting. Yeah, I guess. Oh, you <laughs> think you've got a problem. Yours is going to be finished in 12 weeks, love. 